Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Aaron Boone Report. It's brought to you by Jersey Mike's, the official sub sandwich shop of the New York Yankees by Mercedes-Benz of Paramus on Route 17. Pick Paramus for your new Mercedes-Benz today and serve to you by Casamigos Tequila. Try Anejo Tequila straight up. It's aged 14 months in bourbon barrels and it's just incredibly creamy and delicious. The manager of the first place New York Yankees, Aaron Boone, Joe and Stramsky, Evan Roberts right here on the fan. Mr. Boone, how are you today? Good, sir. What's happening? I'm good. How are you guys? We are great. Hopefully you're enjoying your off day. Uh, the state of how you feel about this team, you've got the best record in the American League. You deal with injuries every other day. I think you're basically used to that. We know about no deals at the deadline. Give me your feeling going into this weekend against the Red Sox with the state of your team. Uh, we feel great about our team. Um, you know, we've obviously dealt with a lot of things from an injury standpoint this year. Um, you know, kind of weathered some storms and gotten the ver- various people back. And, you know, we've gotten hit a little bit here lately, but um, <clears throat> feel really good about um, some guys also being able to join the fray at some point, you know, with, with Seve and, and uh, Dellen Batances that we believe will be back uh, at some point later this year. And, and hopefully – uh, guys that can get into the fold and, and impact us like so many others have. And you just mentioned Luis Severino, Dylan Batances. If those guys are right, that's like picking up an arm at the trade deadline. As far as timetables for the two of those guys, who's closer? It's Severino, right? Well, it, it kind of depends. I mean, Sevy's closer to probably getting up on a mound, although they're they're fairly close to one another. They're both playing long toss now. Um, I think Sevy will be on the mound later this week or early next week and then Dellen shortly after that. Um, but then you're talking about, you know, getting a, re- a reliever ready and getting a guy in Seve ready who obviously has to be built up and how far we can get them built up remains to be seen. But you're, you're talking about a little bit different as far as their buildup. So hopefully, um, you know, they're on a similar timeline. What? But Go ahead. Well, I was just curious because you talk about the buildup of Luis Severino. We're seeing it. I think even today the Indians are bringing back Danny Salazar, guys, and pitching a year and a half, and he's got a pitch count of forty-five. So it seems like he's going to be built up as he pitches in the major leagues. Is that something you would do with Luis, especially because you mentioned where we are in this season, or would you feel it's important to build him up to where he is a true starting pitcher before you start to use him in major league games? No, we could we could certainly build him up. You know, especially. You know, if things go well this month and he gets to a point where, um, you know, he's facing hitters or, and getting built up later in this month, and then all of a sudden you get to September when the minor league seasons are winding down and you can expand rosters, there there's a conceivable avenue to where he could, you know, at that point in September, say, start out where he's a few innings and, and you can build him up through the month of September with extra guys uh, on your roster and in your pitching staff that you can kind of cover that night in and night out. So we'll just kind of see how, you know, we're still in the, uh, I don't want to say early stages, but we're, we're not even close to 
kind of seeing where we're at and making those calls about what exactly we're going to have with Seve. We just know he's moving in a good direction and do believe that he's going to impact us. Booney, no getting around the fact you guys have an old-world team. The Houston Astros have an old-world team. What was your reaction when you find out Wednesday Zach Granke, who pitched against you guys, going to be joining Verlander Cole and that crew? I was thinking they got a pretty good pitcher. <laughs> um, look, obviously, you know, you put Zach Granke in any rotation, um, you know, that's a that's a big move, obviously, to go along with some of the guys they have. But um, we also know that <clears throat> when we're – at our best, um, you know, we feel like we can match up with anyone. And, you know, we may end up doing it a little different way than some of the traditional ways where you have, you know, for example, like a Houston who, um, you know, is going to run out Verlander and, and Cole and, um, and now Granky. Um, you know, we may be able to match you up with 13 pitchers on a given day that we think um, have a real chance to, to control scoring, and, and we know our offense, if we're healthy and playing at our best, uh, is going to put runs on the board. I'm curious because during the trade deadline, all of us, myself, J.J. sitting next to me, we're refreshing Twitter constantly to try to find out about these trades. You guys are in the middle of a baseball game. Were mm-hmm. you getting any word about what was going on, or was everything news to you once the game was over? Then you got the info, hey, the Astros did this, you guys didn't do this. What was going on in that sense? It was kind of news to me. Um, you know, we had a rain delay around in the three o'clock hour. Right. So I got a couple of updates on some things. Um, but it, I, I'm actually what was walking into my press conference, uh, post game press conference when I heard some of the moves and still hadn't seen a bunch of the moves. So, um, you know, to say, I, I mean, I certainly followed things on a daily basis, but I wasn't consumed with it. Right. Um, just, just in kind of my what I'm consumed with day in and day out is kind of are on the field and in our clubhouse and stuff. But were you getting notes from Brian Cashin about, hey, we're not really close to anything, or maybe the opposite? Were you kind of in contact with him with an idea of what could or could not happen at the deadline? Yeah, I, you know, the the days leading up to the to the deadline, I knew that you know there was a lot of, you know. <clears throat> I, I guess there was some pessimism as as to having the ability to get something done just based on what other clubs were asking for. Um, but, you know, and, and I'll put my two cents in here and there, but by and large, I kind of stayed out of it. You know, I have, obviously have complete faith and trust in, in cash and, and their staff and know that they're going to do what's best for our club, not only right now, you know, and I know cash is relentless at, trying to always make us better. Um, but I also know that they're going to be smart in, in the deals they make. And uh, nothing came across their desk that, that uh, you know, met that requirement. So I, I truly believe sometimes the, the best moves are the ones you don't make. Manager of the New York Yankees, Aaron Boone, joins Evan Roberts, John Jastrzemski here on The Fan. And Aaron, I remember a couple years ago, before the Astros got Justin Verlander, there was this sense of frustration amongst their clubhouse in not making a move. Well, as it turns out, they get Justin Verlander right before that August 31st deadline. They end up winning a World Series championship. You said it after the game. We have enough in this clubhouse right here, right now, to be a championship-caliber team. So there was no sense of disappointment from you amongst the guys, even as the Yankees didn't make a move come July 31st? Nope. Nope. 
our, you know, I think it's something that our room is very good at. And, and I think that the guys in that room not only have a lot of confidence in themselves, but they have a lot of confidence in each other. And they know that, you know, hopefully over these final two months, um, we get even a little bit more healthy and we'll get some significant pieces back that um, <clears throat> become major contributors for us. And we really feel like if that's the case, um, you know, when we go into any kind of series with anyone, we always feel like um, we're the better club. And that's how that's how we walk into these series. And full disclosure, I'm walking off the golf course last week. You guys have played really well against the Boston Red Sox. And I just had a feeling you guys were walking into a tough weekend. They desperately mm-hmm. needed this series. You guys had beaten them up. And, of course, you lose the first three games. And you're looking at Domingo Herman against Chris Sell. And I thought that was one of the more important big boy efforts of the year from Herman to stop the bleeding. I was so impressed. I thought he was terrific. I thought he deserved better. There were a couple of runs that ended up being earned that I thought should have been unearned. And I look at Domingo Herman and the way he's pitched for your team – I can't say enough good things. So going into that Sunday game with the way the Red Sox had beaten you up a little bit, I mean, that was a really, really important start, I thought. Uh, yeah, I agree. It was. We needed to, uh, you know, finish what was a tough week for us, you know, even, even in a week where we were able to get a couple wins, but but a week where, you know, we struggled on the mound a little bit, struggled preventing runs, and for Domingo to go out there and, and set the tone against a team that was that was really hot and playing with a lot of confidence and felt like they had some momentum going for him to go out and kind of set the tone for that night. Our offense to break out a little bit against Sale and them um, was was definitely big for us um, for Domingo and and hopefully uh, you know something that that started to right the ship a little bit for 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 the guys in the rotation that kind of had a tough. Uh, five or six games in there. So, what what was your feeling walking off the course today? Did you have a feeling? I was just saying to find out tomorrow, Aaron, when I'm shaking <laughs> balls all over the place. But I, right. you know, I get a sense you guys have to just, you know, owning the Red Sox. Come on, Aaron. You didn't think you were going to go 16 and 2 against them this year, did you? <laughs> well, yeah, that ship has sailed. You know, I was cer- certainly always hoping when it's going well. But you know, anytime you're going up against Boston and, and up in Fenway, you know, it's those games are. Those games are different, man. They're they're heavy. They're just every pitch is is a grind. You know you're getting, um, you know even you just. Know, I was actually talking with Mike Harkey today about this. It's just like every pitch is just heavy and high, high high stress, high impact. Just with the quality of of players on both sides that just make it so difficult. And there seems like there's a heightened even awareness and sense in those games from from the players that uh, to, to get out of their Sunday after a rough weekend with a, with a win was big. And, and you guys come out of that series, and it's not too bad. You got to split against Arizona. You saw what the Red Sox did coming out of that series. You know they they've struggled. They they've had some issues with Tampa Bay. Do you think that plays a part in it because of what you're talking about? How heavy the series is that when you come out of it, it can sometimes affect you. Oh, there's no question. There's no question that I, I feel like over the course of the year, and it's one of the you know, one of the things I try and talk to our guys a lot about and to our position players and our offense a lot is, you know, hey, I, 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 want, I want a team to feel us so that when, you know, when they play us, you know, whether they have success against us or not, whether, you know, their pitchers have a good outing, 
make it hard for them. Make them have to work really hard for everything they get against us. And I really feel like when you have a tough, grinded out series where you're you're really working tough at bats up and down the lineup, I do think that can sometimes have an effect on a team when they leave town or something, you know, kind of akin to a football team. When you go in college, you go play a super physical team. The next week they're a little beat up from, from playing that physical team. That's what, you know, I want our guys to really focus on and, and have that approach and, and hopefully affect the team in that way when, when they leave us. Going back to that first game, and it was just one of those days, obviously, and I think most Yankee fans trust Masahiro Tanaka, and he bounced back to a degree yesterday. But how do you make the decision when he clearly doesn't have it on when to keep him in and take him out? Because obviously you don't want to overuse your bullpen. You're managing 162. We understand that. But what went into the decision to leave him out there for as long as you did? Because he put up a line that hopefully he never puts up again, the 12 hits and the 12 runs. Yeah, it was – um it was tough. I mean, anytime you leave one of your dudes out there like that and a guy like Massa that's, you know, been so good in this game and, and so respected and such an important pitcher for us, obviously. Um, part of it was, you know, after a tough first inning, he actually pitched well in the second and the third. Right. And the fourth was the inning where it just kind of kept snowballing. And we were at a point just based going through the week and, and, and the usage of the week and the heaviness of the week that, you know, I knew if we didn't get out of that inning, you know, we're probably looking at a, you know, at Romine being in this game or a position player being in this game on the mound late, which is obviously something you always want to try and avoid. So it was just one of those games where I was hoping we could possibly get him through the fourth, but then especially after I thought he had a pretty good second and third where he settled down and then, um, you know, it just kept snowballing, so I, we eventually did have to get him out of there. I get the impression, and it's a compliment towards Tanaka, that he doesn't care, that he'll do it for the team. He'll take one for the team, as the old saying goes. Are there certain pitchers that maybe you wouldn't do that with, that maybe they wouldn't take it as well? I mean, look, sometimes you're you're in a situation, you know, you know, rarely in the course of the year where you're in that kind of scenario, um, you know, where you try and explain it to a guy, and, and I had conversations with with Massa after the fact just saying you know I feel bad leaving you out there like that and putting you in that position especially a guy of your stature right and he was he was adamant that no I know I needed to try and get as far as I could I he understood the situation of of the pen and everything so to his credit he wanted the ball he wanted to be out there he wanted to try and get through that um you know so it's just one of those days that happens that you know, is 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 frustrating, and and you know, as a manager, you hate putting putting your guys, especially guys you lean on so heavily, in a in a difficult spot. Aaron DJ Mayu is the MVP of your team this year. He's been remarkable. He's clutch. He comes up with runners on base. I expect him to come through. I mean, it's the best compliment you could give a player. Game on the line, runners on base. You know he's going to deliver and do the job. Yankee lineup hasn't looked the same without him the last couple of days. What's yeah. the latest on LeMayu? Is he going to be back in the lineup on Friday? Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting him in the lineup Friday. Um, I, I really kind of feel like the last two days he probably could have played. Um, but I just, you know, and, and was kind of beating down my door to get in there, you know, letting me know he was all right. He was going through his running stuff and infield and, and batting practice and, and looked good. Um, but I just – 
you know, obviously he's so important to us, and I think we've seen it with him out, just just how important he is, as you mentioned. Um, I just didn't want this to be something that we for- rush back a little bit, especially with, with an off day here today, and then we're, we set ourselves back, and then we're looking at several weeks. Hopefully this is something that he's through now, the days down, hopefully um, allowed him to heal up, and, and hopefully uh, we don't have any issues now moving forward. But I fully expect him to be in the lineup tomorrow. How long do you expect Luke Voigt to be out? It's really tough to say and way too early to say. I know uh, I know he called in today and uh, felt a little bit better today after you know he had an injection in that area, uh, I believe yesterday or the day before. Um, so we're just going to have to see um, these next couple of days which way this thing goes. If, if it looks like he's, he's doing pretty well and he's getting better, there's a chance that um, he'll be back in the fold before long. You know, and and then there's also the chance that he would have to have surgery, which which would obviously put much of the season in jeopardy. Well, you think about the options you would have. I mean, you got a guy like Encarnacion. Everybody said was a luxury. Now Encarnacion is going to be an anchor in the middle of that order. Yeah, Vershella, I can't say enough good things about him, Aaron. Anytime you guys put him in a game, he's making a spectacular play. He's hitting the ball hard. What a revelation. And then how about Mike Talkman? Aaron, this guy came up earlier in the year, and I remember he was going up against Chris Sale. It was like that April game, and I'm like, oh, geez, this poor kid going to be totally overmatched. And all of a sudden, Mike Tuckman gets going. Now his second go-around, he can't make it out. So it's a team that has so many different options. Even if you guys lose Luke Voigt for a period of time, you got ways you can mix and match. Yeah, no question. I mean, Look, Luke, when when he's healthy and playing well, like obviously he's important to our lineup. But you're right. I mean, you know, DJ has obviously shown the ability to play first base, and we can plug him in there on a lot of days and, and mix and match with Encarnacion over there between there and the DH. And um, you know, obviously it, it makes uh, Geo even more of a regular. Um, so we do have some moving parts and some flexibility that we feel like we can cover things up and still be an elite level offense. Um, and that would be the hope, um, no matter what, which way this kind of turns with, with Luke, uh, even though obviously hoping we do get him back. A lot of Yankee fans. And I'm, I wonder this too. Why hasn't Clint Frazier been recalled? I mean, everybody gets recalled before him now, Tyler Wade, Bravik, Valera, everybody. What's going on? Um, kind of need um look the last time we called talkman up it was kind of a a decision between talk and and frazier and um you know frazier had been struggling a little bit down there um at the time and we were in need more of a backup outfielder you know more of a fourth outfielder situation which talkman kind of fills that role a little bit better the wade and valero things were were things that were you know covering for dj lemayhu while we were trying to stay away from him for these couple of days. So it's just kind of the fit on the roster. You know, I know some people have, you know, thought he's fallen out of favor and we're sending him down there and trying to send a message. None of that's true. I mean, Clint has worked his butt off. He's obviously played an important role for our team. And when, when that right um, spot or situation opens up, where he can become a regular player for us, then he very much gets back into that conversation. Can he, though, with DJ coming back now, right? So you mm-hmm. mentioned DJ's going to come back. Doesn't he fit now, though? Because Edwin could play a lot more first base. 
Frazier right. could DH. I mean, I just look at the roster, and Talkman's been great. I mean, nobody's suggesting he goes anywhere. A guy, a guy looks like a freaking all-star over the last couple of weeks. But don't you think the fit now does make sense for Clint to be here? Because, I, but look, when you say he hasn't fallen out of favor, I take you at your word, but the perception is... Well, the no, way, I know. The perception is that, that it, it just looks that way. Right. And, and it's just not the case. It's just we have a lot of really good players that are more suited probably for some certain roles based on the time and place of the season. Um, as for right now, as far as does, does he fit, we still need a backup infielder in that mix with Voight down. So you're talking about, you know, in, in this case, maybe Valera, maybe, maybe Wade, you know, probably one of those two guys serves as that backup infielder. Um, you know, Gardy's getting ready. He, he's probably coming off the IL tomorrow. So now you have a, you know, between Talkman and, and Mabin and, uh, and Gardy and Judge and Hicks, you know, you've got a couple of extra outfielders. So, you know, we got a little bit more of a crowded roster situation, uh, with guys with, with Gardy coming back and with DJ now back in the, in the fold full time. By the way, since you were a one of the most famous July 31st Yankee trade acquisitions, July 31st, 2003, what was that day like for you? How did you find out that Cincinnati was dealing you to the New York Yankees? Yeah, so it was, uh, it was crazy. So the night before, um, ownership kind of made it aware that they were going to, they were going to move me because the days leading up, I don't think they, they kind of said they weren't going to move me. And then all of a sudden, uh, the last couple of days they said they were. So I actually went to bed the night before, uh, my agent was kind of trying to be involved as much as he could here. And it could be the Yankees, the Dodgers or the Mariners. I woke up the next morning. My agent said, it's going to be the Yankees. Brian Cashman called me I'm in my condo in Cincinnati. He said, welcome can you can you get to the west coast uh we're we're in Anaheim now but they're going to Oakland can you meet the team in Oakland tomorrow i'm like yeah sure you know so i go, i fly to, i get my stuff together you know i'm i'm a newlywed it's kind of this whirlwind trying to pack stuff up say my goodbyes fly out to Oakland and literally the first three people i face is as a Yankee and American Leaguer is Hudson Zito <laughs> oh, on that weekend. And then we fly back to New York and I'm flying back to New York thinking I could have just met you in New York. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Aaron, final one for me. We appreciate the time. So you ran a couple weeks ago went viral and I know you apologized after the fact. I absolutely loved it. I know your team absolutely loved it. Have guys in the clubhouse been, you know, dropping the Savage reference every now and again? Is that, like, becoming a thing for the 2019 Yankees? Yeah, yeah. I mean, guys do use it every now and then. It's something I use with them, actually, over the last probably couple of years that I just say in some of the conversations I have with them. And, um, yeah, but now they've they've used it a lot more. Obviously, a lot of the T-shirts and stuff and, Different people are sending stuff to our clubhouse, so we're getting uh, everything you can imagine uh, tied to it. Um, but yeah, the guys, the, the guys have had some fun with it, no question. Is there a part of you, and I hope the answer is no, because I, I thought it was great. And my favorite part wasn't even the savage stuff. I just loved the way you berated the umpire, and I and I know you apologize, whatever. Yeah. It was it was great. It was so condescendingly awesome. All right, I mean, I've it watched it about ten zillion times, Aaron, for what it's no, worth. I was just I, saying, I have. Aaron, my wife doesn't care about baseball. I showed it to her five times. We loved it. But does it? make you almost 
like in a weird way, careful when you're arguing with an umpire thinking, hey, I don't know, maybe these field bikes are going to catch what I'm going to say. Is that like now in the back of your mind? Um, no, not so much. Good. You know, I, I try to be as, you know, I try to be authentic. Hopefully, you know, I don't always pull it off, but I try and be <laughs> respectful and um, strategic in, in how I go about saying things or, or yelling things from the dugout. But I don't. But I also try to be authentic and not and not you know worry about you know what might be picked right. up or whatever. You know, I, I I try and I try and just go. Look, he was having a bad day, and you were right. He was you having a bad it. day. I mean, you now that tighten that blank up, Aaron. Go get him this weekend. Enjoy. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank Thank you. There you go, Aaron Boone, the manager of New York Yankees. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.